you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Friday, August 5th, and we are back with another episode here. Welcome to August. I'm uh, sick of this time moving fast, dude. I know. Crazy. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Uh, another good episode today. I mean, we got more divisional predictions for you. Couldn't be better. That's all we have in this episode. So it'll be good. It'll be straight to the point. It'll get what, uh, get you what you need, and it's moving us along, right? Now we're only a couple of weeks out from the first kickoff, which is absolutely exhilarating to think about. I mean, football season is what we do best here. It's what we wait for. Uh, this is what we spent the entire offseason talking about prepping for so when that first ball gets kicked off and uh that thursday night game gets rolling on the eighth so basically a month from now three days a month and three days um and we will be in full swing nfl mode but for today we have the nfc east divisional predictions right so we got philly we got dallas we got washington and new york we are going to give you you know the projected records for these teams some wins some losses things to expect and then obviously our superlatives uh at the end here to kind of round out who's going to be the best in the division right mvp offensive player of the year defensive player of the year breakout player and the coach of the division but without further ado let's just jump right into this thing let's, nfc east let's make some people mad today all right i like so, it so i'm um, starting off in the basement i i think it's a huge debate is the Giants. Um, first of all, probably the worst quarterback in the division. Yeah. Um, a rookie head coach, so I, I think almost by default you'd be the worst coach in the division, at least for right now. I mean, yeah. We don't know yet. Sorry. So going in, the worst coach in the division. Uh, I don't think the line is good at all. I don't even think it's even close to good. Mm-mm. The receivers on paper are good, but the last couple of years haven't performed. Um, defense is okay, not great. The pass rush is decent. Um... You know, they got a couple guys in secondary I I like, I don't love. I mean, it's a really thin roster, and and the quarterback does not help, right? You get, like, with Daniel Jones, you you might have a good game here and there. He's very spotty, not consistent whatsoever. You you don't have any leeway. You need a great game in in order to win. And plus, the injuries with Saquon always bug me. Um, So, I mean, it's hard to project that he's going to be... Oh, like a workhorse, it, something. A workhorse, even efficient, because, like you said, that offensive line is almost non-existent. It's bad. so. I it's mean, so bad. You you pair that with a with a running back that is, I don't think, ever had a fully healthy season, and I mean, I uh, it's. I don't think so. So Giants at five and twelve in the basement kind of makes sense. Feels right to me. Let's go with the um, Washington Commanders at six and eleven. In so third place there. First of all, I don't know what I'm getting with Wentz. I, I, do, I, do I think he's a big, strong, talented guy? Yes. Um, is the offensive line great? No. It's average at best. Mm. Uh, the weapons outside of Terry McLaurin are kind of concerning. Yeah. I do like Scary Terry. The running game isn't really there. So it, it's going to be Wentz and not a whole lot else. Uh, I don't mind Gibson out of the backfield, but outside of uh, uh, of McLaurin, there's not much to throw to. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I think his situation in Indy last year was better than than this one now. Right, and so if he goes what nine and eight last year and misses the playoffs with mm-hmm. with Indy, who's a better roster, 
what am I supposed to expect with a significantly worse roster and a coach that I don't think is quite as good as Frank Reich in Indy. And right, and he had that familiarity with Frank Reich too, and he, he still couldn't put it together there. Right, he was going back to the same guy that he was with in Philadelphia that kind of made him into who he was when he had that breakout season. So, I mean, I mean 6 and 11 for the commander seems about right. I mean, the, so say Wentz takes a 10% step back. So he's at now what? So he was 27 touchdowns, seven picks. You know, I think he had a keeper of like 88 or something like that. So then he's what, 24 touchdowns. Probably about five eight, more picks. No, not five more. Eight, like eight, eight or nine picks mm. instead of seven. I don't know. So he's, he's, he's going up to what, 20, 24 and eight with a you know an eighty-ish QBR. Right? I mean, not great, not I, great. I don't think that's going to propel them to win. Is my point? Yes, and I think with the schedule, we could probably even see some more picks. Right. Um, so let's yeah. go with the uh, number two team in the division, the Dallas Cowboys. This is where we're going to make a lot of people upset because evidently every year is the Dallas Cowboys year. Feathers will be ruffled. I mean, that's a inevitable thing here. Nine and eight. I think nine and eight is, is, is good because they're going to beat up on, on the commanders and the giants. So there's four wins right there. Yeah. You, they have a chance to split against Philly and outside of that, their schedule isn't brutal. And so you do have a good quarterback still, not great. I don't think he's special, but a good quarterback nonetheless. Um, uh, a slightly above average offensive line, but it's aging. I don't love that. Mm. Um, you still have good weapons, even though you lost Amari. Your defense is still decent because you got Parkin, uh, Parsons and uh, Trayvon Diggs on the back end. But you lose Amari Cooper. You lose Randy Gregory. You lose Cedric Wilson, your number three target. Michael Gallup's coming off an injury. I don't know what I'm getting. You lose two of your three uh, top linemen. Hey, you're, you're overpaying running back. You're overpaying quarterback. There's no depth. I I think 9-8 and eight is honestly generous, given yeah. given what I have said in the last 30 seconds. It is. Um, but, you know, we're still going to get that pushback from the Dallas Cowboy nation and all of their fan base. Uh, like you said, it seems every year is their year to them. Uh, I, I think this year will be no different than it has been for the last 25 years. Uh, did you know that you have, what, two playoff wins in the last 25 like two years? Two or three, yeah. Uh, so that's concerning. Maybe look into that a little bit. But I think that the Cowboys at 9-8 and eight feels about right. I don't think they have anything explosive that's going to really propel them. Uh, so, I mean, in, in the number two spot, they're just lucky they're in a weak division, honestly, yeah. because they yeah. wouldn't be number two in many others. I agree. And finally, that leaves the Eagles at number one. This is kind of a surprise team for us this year, but their schedule's weirdly easy. So we have them at 12-5. and five. I mean... I don't think it's a schedule that's brutal. I really don't. And we have a little bit of time off the top of my head. Let's, let's see. Not even off the top of my head. Let's just go Eagles schedule. I, I, I don't see them losing a lot of football games. So here are the improvements that they made. You get A.J. Brown. You go get uh, the Bradbury, the corner from New York. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you have two shutdown corners, him and Darius Slay. Now you have uh, you know two good wide receivers because I think Devontae Smith's going to take a step forward. A.J. Brown's already a beast. You have three good backs. The line is solid. Yeah. You, you have uh, Fletcher Cox on the defensive line, and you add Jordan Davis as a defensive line with him. You already have some decent edge rushers, Brandon Graham being one of them. You get the steal of the draft at linebacker in N'Kobe Dean. I, I, I'm not sure what's not to love about it. Right. So going through the schedule here, they play the Lions. I think that's a dub week one. Uh, they probably beat the Vikings. You know, I, I think they start off about what? What do we say about eight and two, eight and three? Yeah, I think they, they'll probably lose to like the Colts because that's at Indy. That's kind of a tough game. You know, they probably lose to like the Steelers, who I think will play them tough. I think they match up pretty well. The Cardinals at Arizona probably beat them. 
outside of that, you're looking at maybe like the Titans upsetting them because I don't love the you know Derrick Henry going in there, a big physical back, kind of yeah. keeping the ball away from Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the team that runs the football and, and keeps you on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it's done to them, and I'm not sure how that fares. Better in a higher level, I think Tennessee does that a little a little bit more better. efficient yeah. than they do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know you probably drop. You know, one of either like maybe the Packers or the Cowboys at Dallas, right? So that gives you about five losses. Yeah. And outside of that, you're struggling to find losses on this schedule. I mean, they have the Texans, the Jags, uh, like they said, the Lions, who I think are going to be improved but still not good. They have the Bears, they have the Saints, and who knows what's going on with the Saints? So I mean, it's not a it's not a tough schedule at all. No, they're kind of set up to do really well. They really are, and I, I don't think twelve and five is a reach. You know, and, and I've been a Jalen Hurts, not hater, but I, you know, I've been a doubter of Jalen Hurts. But I, I think he takes a pretty good step forward here. I think they win the division, get about the the three seed. It's going to be one of the best years that the you know that the Eagles have over the last five you know five ish years since the Super Bowl season. So um, I still think Jalen Hurts is fairly limited. He's a, he, right. I think he's a productive quarterback. Though. He, he's productive enough to get the job done, but I do think he's limited. I don't think he's the franchise guy in Philadelphia by any means. I, I don't no. think they're sold. I think they're going to have a, they're gonna have a tough decision, though. Kind of like a Miami and Tua, right? Tua's going to be better this year with Mike McDaniels. Yeah. Now, then they're going to have to decide, do we pay him or not? I think it's going to be similar with Philadelphia. Yeah, it'll be an interesting question mark uh, to to come in the future. But uh, we let's transition a little bit. Let's get into the superlatives for the NFC East. Before the superlatives, we'll start like we normally do with the MVP. Uh, I, I think it's A.J. Brown. Now, normally we do a quarterback MVP. And now, you could certainly argue Dak, and I, I would hear the argument. Do I think Dak is the best quarterback? No. Well, in this division, he probably is. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think that team is very Dak-dependent. Yeah. Maybe this year a little bit more missing Amari Cooper. But at the end of the day, look at Dak's numbers when Zeke or the team in general rushes for 100 yards plus versus when they don't. Right, they win a lot more than they rush for 100 yards plus. Right, They're a better team when they're running the football, so I'm not sure he's the MVP. I think A.J. Brown can single-handedly make the, the Eagles a much better team. A threat down the field is is what exactly what they need. Right, Devontae Smith is the deep threat. Yeah. You need a guy that you can just kind of throw the ball up to. He's going to go make a play, and A.J. Brown after the catch is fantastic. You might be able to steal a couple freebies with him where you throw a you know, – 18-yard deep in, and boom, he's gone 60 yards down the field just because he's such yeah. a freak of nature. Yeah, he's uh, he's really scrappy at the point of attack, too, when it comes yes. to those 50-50 balls. Like, you're talking about deep downfield where you need somebody to go make that catch. He's your guy for sure. He's going to be able to go in there. And he's really good at body positioning, too, being yeah. able to put himself between the defender and the football. Um, so, A.J. Brown, MVP. That's refreshing to see, too, because he's a big guy. He uses yeah. his whole frame. Yep. All right, Offensive Player of the Year, another receiver. Let's go with Scary Terry McLaurin. Um, signed a fresh contract. Off the top of my head, I don't even remember it. Good money, good money. Um, he's, you know, top 15 guy. I'm not sure he's a, a high-end one, but he's certainly a good number one receiver. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I don't think he's had – and I just kind of dogged on Wentz a little bit, you know, earlier in the segment. But at the end of the day, I think he might be the best quarterback that, that McLaurin's played with. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. I mean, what, Trevor Heineke last year? Taylor Heineke, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, my bad. You can call him Trevor. I don't really care. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter. But I, and I was a Heineke fan, I guess. Either way. Yeah. I think Scary Terry's going to go off a little bit, right? And then probably about 1,400 yards, which would be insane. Yeah. Maybe it's a bold prediction. Let's go with 1,200. 1,200 would be. Let's go with 1,250, locking it in. 
1250. He's going to have about nine touchdowns. He's going to be a really, really solid player. It's not bad for a 6-11 and 11 football team. Yeah, I, I, Offensive player of the year feels about right. I mean, go through the divisions. I don't think it'll be CeeDee Lamb or anyone from the, um, from the Cowboys. From the Cowboys. No. Yeah, I mean, just don't even worry about the Giants. And uh, and from a Eagles perspective, we kind of already got their best offensive player, A.J. Yeah. Brown. So we, we're left with Scary Terry, and, a, and that's a good choice for us, offensive player of the year. Absolutely. All right, defensive player of the year. Let's go with Micah Parsons. I think he was one of the best pass rushers last year, one of the best overall linebackers as a rookie last year, one defensive rookie of the year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that next step and becomes just the defensive player of the entire league this year. Yeah. So definitely, obviously, for this division, I think another candidate would be a Chase Young mm-hmm. or or maybe a um, oh my god uh, Fletcher Cox from the um, from the from the Eagles. Both really really solid players. I'll go with Mike. I think he's a little bit more dynamic, uh, coming off the edge. He can he can stop the run. He can defend the pass. He yeah. can rush the passer. Yep. I, I like Micah Parsons a lot. I think Micah has the highest ceiling of any defensive player in this oh, division. Yeah. Um, you know, Chase Young is great. Uh, he, he's a great pass rusher. Fletcher Cox is really good, too, and, and he can plug up those holes. And I mean, we, we know how valuable he is in stopping the run, and Every now and then he'll get after the quarterback a little bit, yeah. But absolutely, yeah. but he serves such a big role on that defense. But I think overall body of work, Micah Parsons is unmatched he, in that division. He, he's so versatile; he can do anything. So yeah. Uh, all right, breakout player of the year. Let's go with Devontae Smith. First yeah. of all, crisp route runner. I think he was still kind of getting developed to the NFL game. He was a little thin coming out of Alabama. Probably put on a little bit of muscle, a little bit of size. I would imagine. Um, being in an NFL nutrition and an oh, yeah. NFL weight room, right? So I would assume he put on a little more size. He's a really good route runner. He still has the speed, good hands. We're still pretty good last year, and I think also opposite in A.J. Brown. He's not drawing the top assignment now every game. Mm-hmm. It's going to help him out. He's going to be a little bit more open. He's not getting double teamed quite as much. So I think I think Devontae Smith as a breakout player, um, you know, go from I think he had like 800 yards, something like that, probably, you know, close to 1,000, if not over 1,000, probably add three or four touchdowns and yeah. become – a key part of that offense as a as a solid bona fide number two target, and that would really help Jalen Hurts out too. Getting a really solid number two like that because Jalen Hurts is not the most accurate and developed passer. Yeah, he, he's lacking a lot of a lot of things that you need to excel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a quarterback in the NFL, yeah. I mean, if you can't accurately distribute a football and first of all, smartly distribute a football, he made a lot of really bad reads and bad throws. You're going to need that receiving quarter really pick up a lot of the slack and yep. kind of make you look a lot better than you really are. I think if he breaks out this year, like we are predicting him to, that makes the Eagles even scarier of a football team. I think maybe even pass a 12 and five, if he can have the type of season that we think he will. Yeah. I, I think they had the most improvements of any team this off season. They, they were, they certainly have an a plus in off season grades. And yeah. I think Devonte will uh, benefit from that. All right, and coach of the year, none other than Nick Sirianni, leading the Eagles to the number one spot in the division. Honestly, also, though, it's kind of process of elimination here, so you can probably scratch out Brian Dable, who's a rookie, right? As I said, going in, probably the worst head coach just because we don't know what we're getting. Cowboys, I really, really think Mike McCarthy's gone after this year. Like, I have a pretty strong feeling about that. I think he's gone after this season, if not during the season, depending on if they go on a big losing streak. Right. And Ron Rivera's good, but he only got that one Super Bowl with Cam, and it was mostly because Cam was so dynamic. Ron Rivera's a really 
a veteran presence. He's not going to get overwhelmed, but I don't think he's that standout coach. Yeah. Like, Nick Cerrone makes a difference. And I thought what he did well last year was instill a a character, a personality, right? A, a plan to that team. We're going to run yeah. the football. We're going to play good defense. We're going to be fundamental. Well, and we're going to be them- a tough a tough team to beat, period. Yeah, he gave them an identity. Identity. His, that was the word I was looking for. Thank there it you. Is. He, he really did, though. Uh, before that, I think two, three seasons ago, the, the Eagles kind of just looked like a sloppy mess. I mean, nobody really knew what would, what their strengths were. What, what were they going to be? Uh, Sirianni came in, and, I mean, they've been a run-first, punchy-in-the-mouth team since. Play and action, it, and yep. It, and it's really working out for them. And I, it, we obviously see it working out this season especially yeah. in the nfc east it is one of the weaker worst divisions <laughs> in football yeah weaker divisions for sure i would say bottom bottom of the barrel right there probably the worst if not you know maybe the afc south yeah. well we got a good one next week so make sure you guys are subscribing you guys are turning on post notifications because next week we got the afc east we got the bills the patriots the Ooh, dolphins that'll the be jets yeah so you know more interesting of a division to go over uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go check us out on social media at the underscore issue podcast on Instagram and just at the issue podcast on Twitter. But all of our links can be found in the link tree in the description of this episode, no matter where you're watching or listening. Check out the TikTok. TikToks are booming. Check them out. TikTok. Uh, that is the issue underscore podcast for the TikTok. Go look at that. Uh, always posting on there, and they are fantastic. So, guys, thank you so much for listening, and that was the issue.